When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh man, we're here again. I'm Ron Onesti here from Rock and Roll Heaven here in St. Charles, Illinois, right outside of Chicago at the Arcata Theater. Hanging and banging, artists on lockdown, another great show tonight. I'm here with uh, soon to be, we'll be on, on camera here, my two brothers, uh, legendary drummers, and we've been having such a, a lot of fun. Um, my first uh, guest, or my first co-host rather, uh, Vinny Apice from Dio, from Black Sabbath, from last in line, he's come to be my brother. He picks on me like a brother. So here he is. Let's bring Vinny to the stage. Uh, there he is. Oh, <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've never looked better, man. Pretty Same good, huh? October show, Halloween. Look at that. That's spooky. You know what? It's either spooky or you look like one of the four on the Queen album. <laughs> <laughs> or the Beatles, you turn to the side. You look, first yeah, yeah, right? you look good, and you look a little like Jason from uh, freaking Halloween or whatever those movies are. Um, and then you can go, look, I'm fading out. That's it. I'm all right, done. right there, right there. No, no, it was good. That's perfect. I got an idea. I got an idea. My brain's <laughs> pulsing. That's perfect. <laughs> you know, it's interesting what rock stars do to entertain themselves. I just think it's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> hey, and I, what is I, your I, shirt all about today? I would stay in a room with the band or whatever all along the, the, the years and go, we get paid for this? <laughs> the stuff that went on is, you know, that normal, so is, regular people can't do. Is that sure? I, that doesn't look familiar. Do you guys regularly sell But it's shirt? a new one. This oh, no cool wonder. Shirt. That's a very cool shirt. It's all in yellow and real bright colors. You can't see it on here. It's called Last so, in Line, The Sickness. Andy so came up with it. Are you going to be selling the 2020s in 21? <laughs> we sold them. It went on sale in December as a limited run, and we sold them all. Of course you will. Yeah. So maybe, you know, it's a really cool-looking shirt. You so know what? Could change the date. Side, I, it is. No, I love it. I, I noticed it right away. And I think it's a really cool thing that, I, that a lot of these acts, I bet you they've got their merch from 2020 and it's probably going to sell better than the 21 stuff just as a, as a keepsake 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they always wanted to put dates on our shirts. I said, you know what? Then we we finished that tour or whatever it is, and then we got shirts with old dates on them. So we never did that. But so you do a concert shirt with, with you know, uh, 2020. Then the back, you got all these cities, and then canceled, 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 canceled. I mean, what? You know, you put a mask and a yeah, right, a paper mask and a and a hoodie. That what is that? That plexiglass piece of yep, shit. Yeah, yeah, that shit too. So, but it's just not as nice as that shirt there, where just the middle of it is shiny, not the rest no, of the shirt. Here, I am. I want to be respectful to our guest, and I purchased this shirt online. No, you um, didn't. You and I did. You're full of shirt. No, it's only shiny in the middle. Oh my god! It's no, it. Is. I know. I didn't powder up. Stickers. What are we talking about? Yeah, it's like a sticker. It is. But now. you look good. You, know you look good in black. So, let's bring our big brother to the microphone because I can see you're just about ready to really, really bust my onions tonight. So let's. Bring, uh, well, we only got one guest, so we got time to bust your onions. I know, but we, I tell you what, this guy is like five guests with the career he's had and continues to have. So we're going to yeah, touch on that in a second. Let's bring from Vanilla Fudge, Rod Stewart, Jeff Beck, and so many other things. A man who has touched the careers of more people than I can even uh, name right here. Uh, a legend, a hero, an icon, Mr. Carmine Apice. And I'm, I'm colorful, see? His hat. I'm not black. Everybody wears hats every time, so I'm going to wear a hat. I got uh, a hat. No, you wear a hat. You, you should wear a hat, Vinny. Where's your hat? I just want to show people that I really have hair once in a while. So, so that makes one of us. Okay. <laughs> right, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. I'm ready for you guys because we have a very special guest, you know, we have, you, you, we all know who it is, Ricky Medlock from, of course, Blackfoot, and of course, Leonard Skinner. So you guys wearing these hats, I figured I would bring to the table my Ronnie Van Zant. Hey! Look this at is that, my Leonard Skinner Ronnie wow. Van Zant hat. You look so, good. Look at that. <laughs> wow. If you look good. One thing, I look so good, I'm going to make the screen bigger. <laughs> Whoa, that looks great. Is your screen bigger or you just happen to see me? The screen's bigger. You got the stars, the stripes up there. Wow. So, hey, Ron, there's, there's kids watch. There's kids watching. There's kids. Let gotta... me just say that the fact that I'm wearing this hat is a testimonial to the fact that I should not be wearing hats. <laughs> well, I, yeah. So I, well, got too many, I got too many colors in my hair, so I'm, I'm, I'm wearing the hat to hide it. It, it brings out, listen, the red there brings out the bloodshot in your eyes. I love it. It looks good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, we're goofing around. We've got, just like you two gentlemen, we've got rock and roll royalty going to be on our show tonight. Um, can't say enough about this guy. You know him from Blackfoot. Of course, you know him from Leonard Skinner. Um, but I tell you what, one of the most iconic, icon I'm going to talk to him about this, one of the most iconically photographed individuals in rock and roll. I mean, you, you, well, I, I, we'll talk about that a little bit. Let's bring him. Ricky Medlock, Blackfoot. Ricky. There he is. Yo! Hey, hey, look at the ring. Look at the rings. Look What's happening, brothers? Look, What's happening? Where's my ring? Where's my rings? Hold on. Is that the turquoise? Ring? There you go. Yeah, man. Where's my ring? 
Oh, there's the camera. There you go. Yeah, I got that. a ring around his bathtub. That's hey, much guys, it. how are y'all? How good. you guys? Good to see you. Yeah, yeah man. Last time, where'd we see him? Arizona, right? That's right. We played a gig together. We that played a gig together. But uh -huh. I got a few. I got a few surprises. <laughs> Actually, I got a big surprise for Carmine. Uh -oh. Big one. I mean, one that I guarantee you, I guarantee you, he won't remember. Okay. You're I probably call, right. I'm well, getting check, old. Well, check this out, man. So, <laughs> as far back right. as, as far back as we've been playing music, you know, our paths would inter intermingle, you know, and oh, cross yeah. and stuff. Before this show's over with, I've got a real, real big, good one for you, Carmine. Okay. That, that you ready. That you won't believe. You won't believe it. Okay. <laughs> I know. Look, I know we did a lot of gigs together with Cactus and Blackfoot. You know, we did well, a lot of I stuff got, together back in those days. Let's go back. I'm going to go back even further than that. Oh, no. Look at that. Oh, uh -oh. yeah. Here it comes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pretty you, still cool, got that, you still got all that white hair under there, right? Yes, sir. All right. That. Wow. That's I'm what gonna, I was just I'm, saying, Ricky. I'm just starting. To, I'm just starting to grow mine out. I'm growing, growing mine out. I'm going to be well, my own. Well, I would. I would have worn it down, but I was out on the boat today, and it's nasty. So I put a cap on. There where do go. you live? Where do you live now? I'm over in Fort Myers, Florida. I've been over here since the early '90s. I'm in Florida too. You're right across the state from me, right? Yeah, I am. I'm going to be up uh, your uh, neck of the woods doing a uh, an art signing with my art partner in uh, Sarasota. In crime. Really? I'll let you know when we do it. Yeah, please do, man. I'd love to come up and see you. Yeah, man, it's going to be cool. That'd be cool. Ricky, it's only ten dollars to get in, too. Oh, that's a that's deal. Right. But for you, ten dollars. So <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a break. But that's what I was saying, Ricky. You know, you talked about the, the long flowing mane that you had, that rock and roll mane that you have. And I was in the introduction, I was saying, you got aside from the amazing talents and, and your career, but I gotta say, you're one of the most photographable oh. rock stars out there because you look at all the pictures of you, and they're just like this one. Where is it? Right here. Like this one here. I mean, you're just it's all beautiful. The main, it's like, the, it's, it's all one piece. It's amazing. Been, listen, my photographs have been known to knock a buzzard off a shit wagon at a hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a lot of, I gotta be honest, we haven't had a lot of buzzard jokes on the show. So I appreciate that. You know what? We gotta do a show with Ted and him. Ricky oh my and gosh. Ted. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be we funny. had Ted on the show. We couldn't get a word in the whole time. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I know. I know. That's Ted. Yeah, and I love Ted. He's like a God, brother. God yeah. love him. I know. Yeah. No, Ted. Ted uh, has got thing. He's got something against animals and punctuation. <laughs> he doesn't know what a comma period is. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Punctuation. You know what? I do want to talk a little bit about. I got some questions that I personally. Um, have uh, for Ricky. That's why one of the, the, the great things about this show, I've been very fortunate to be a part of this, Ricky, because I get to meet some of my, my rock star heroes as well, just like yourself. Yeah. And real quick, I do want to tell uh, a, a quick little story about 
my first time actually meeting. I met Ricky before. I've had I've had uh, Skinner a couple times. We did an outdoor event uh, at a couple of casinos, and we had Skinner. And I, I was part of the whole. Okay, up against the bus, you get to stand on these little freaking steps that you guys put up for the meet and greets and all that kind of stuff. I was part of that and, and high fived you and you're like very always very cordial, very nice. But I didn't get a chance to actually speak to you. Where I did at the Arcada, we had Blackfoot. And I, I just love this band. I mean, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit, but Blackfoot is a great band, various incarnations over the years, but I'm telling you, a great show, great music. And uh, so I had Blackfoot, but obviously, you know, in the past few years, Ricky hasn't been a member on stage outside of guest spots, right? So I'm walking through my my dressing rooms, Ricky, and I'm like, uh, and, and I and I, I I walked upstairs, and I'm like, man, oh man! Now a lot of people say the Arcata Theater is is, uh, is haunted, and I've had visions. And I went upstairs, and I told the lead singer, I said, I "Swear to God, man, I'm losing my mind," because I could have sworn Ricky was here. The ghost of Ricky Medlock is here. Turns out he snuck in. He was there. <laughs> he was in the back row sneakily. Didn't tell me he was coming. The agent didn't tell me he was coming. He just showed up, and I honest to God thought I was seeing visions of Ricky Medlock. And pull that picture up, Ben, would you? Visions of Ricky Medlock at a Blackfoot show. So you never know when he's well, going to well, show up. Well, he wasn't in Black War, Blackfoot at the time? Well, well, Ricky, here, well here, here, here's the deal. Here he is. There's that night. Uh, <laughs> With my official Blackfoot shirt, my point out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a real one. And in your gay dressing room. It's not. <laughs> it's the guitar room. <laughs> I, know, I, I don't know why I made the guitar room fuchsia. We got to uh, change yeah, that. Man. Yeah. I mean, uh, I got yeah. a, a snare drum that's pink leopard over here. Maybe I should put it in there. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> Looks no. like your daughter's room. <laughs> no, Ricky, please. No, no, no. Basically, what I've done in the last several years that I've been busy enough with Leonard Skinner over the last 25 years since rejoining them in uh, 95, 96. And, uh, you know, there was, there's been a lot of times that, you know, there's been so many people wanting like a Blackfoot reunion. And I always said, you know, had uh, the original drummer, Jack, had he lived, I might have entertained uh, the the thoughts of, of going out and doing, uh, you know, a uh, reunion tour. But I always felt like the music was was good enough and and legendary enough that it was a shame that somebody uh, wasn't out there, you know, playing, uh, you know, the music. And so what I ended up doing was. I ha I handpicked a bunch of musicians that were really into Southern rock and into the Blackfoot music. And I produced a record on them. I wrote songs with them, uh, sang on it, uh, play guitar on it. And I was going out and doing special guesting uh, when they were playing, when they would go out and play dates. I would, show uh. up, I would show up at certain shows and play a whole show with them. So it wasn't like that I just threw a band out there and go, okay, guys, go do this and, you know, have at yeah. it and have nice. fun. I was actually showing up and playing dates with them. Well, the date that they had at the Arcata, I was able to get in real quick, 
come to see the guys because the guys were first going out and I was able to come and see the guys and get in and I wanted to check out how they were doing, watch the show, see if it was really on, you know, on point. So that's what it was all about. And, uh, you know, a lot of people look at that like, well, (laughs) it's not really Blackfoot, but it's got my stamp on it. It's got my name on it. I own the name. I produce the records, uh, and I guest star with them, you know, uh, a pretty good bit of time. So that's the way that all came about, you know. I've had that band every year, and I'm telling you, what a great job you do with it. What an electric, exciting, they take the music, and they give it a little bit of a a, a fresh flair to it. It's a younger band. They're all over the place. The guitar playing is off the charts. And, you know, I wish you great, great success with that project. Just promise me you'll let me text me and let me know so I'm not seeing the the ghost of Ricky Medlock. No, I I don't never, I don't never let nobody know I'm coming, man. I know. I I just just show up, you know. You know, I do. I got a question. I got a question. Hold on, Vin. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Respect your elders. (laughs) <laughs> okay did you did you i'm sorry man. did you um play with leonard skinner before blackfoot yes oh i didn't say i didn't know that well well here's, okay here's the way it all went all right we actually formed blackfoot the original band uh in 1969 and I'm going to, this is, man, this is so cool. Um, We moved in 1969 to the East Village in New York. And we were playing shows uh, in and around New York City on Long Island uh, in New Jersey. You know, the whole bit. I actually, I actually met you the first time, Carmine kind of in in passing uh on long island probably at the action house do you remember do you remember my father's place oh yeah of course yeah real briefly there but okay. i did but and i'll and, and i'll tell you later on where we really met but we were playing in and around up there but what happened was we ended up getting with a manager that i ended up just having a, a serious problem with and um, I opted out, and I happened to get a hold of Ronnie Van Zant through Alan Collins. And Ronnie said to me, do you still play drums? <laughs> and I said, uh-huh. yeah, because I had been a drummer in a band called Fresh Garbage, mm-hmm. named, oh named name. after the old Spirit song. Remember <clears throat> Spirit? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. <clears throat> So what happened was, he said, do you still play drums? I said, yeah, I do. I, you know, I bang around on them every once in a while. And he goes, well, we've lost Bob Burns. And we're getting ready to go into Muscle Shoals and cut our very first record. And we need a drummer. And I said, oh, my God. And I said, I'm the guy. I'm ready. <laughs> a week later, I flew down to Jacksonville dropped my bags off at my parents' house, and I was at rehearsal, and this is in 1971. I was in rehearsal 
with the band. Six weeks later, we went to Muscle Shoals and started cutting what would later on become the pronounced record. Oh, my God. Okay? But it, but it, yeah, but it came out as Leonard Skinner's first and last after the plane crash happened. Ah. The, the plane disaster happened in 77, and that record came out in 78. Wow. So <laughs> it's really, really cool because I hung with the guys for uh, quite a while, for about two and a half, almost three years. And then I really got to missing uh, playing guitar and singing. And what the decision was for me was this. Um, <clears throat> I have a uh, respiratory illness. I only have one lung and a, and, a, and a messed up kind of respiratory system. And, you know, <laughs> to play drums, man, you got to have the stamina. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Nah, you don't. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't have any lungs, and I'm still Go. good. I Go have by. gills. Hey, let me tell you. I have let gills. Me. Two gills. <laughs> well, by the time by the time we would hit Freebird, by the time we did Freebird, and go into that ending, I was like. I was running on borrowed time. Oh my! You God. know what I mean. Yeah. So what I did was I I went to Ronnie, and I told Ronnie, you know, that I think you guys need somebody better than me, and and to take you further. And um, you know, at the time, I don't think they ever thought about having three guitar players in the band. Mm -hmm. And uh, I bowed out, and mm -hmm. uh, went back to Blackfoot. And they went on to do what they did. We went on to do what we did. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that's the way the whole thing happened. I, I guess I played with you with Cactus when you went back. Well, check this out. No, no, no. Listen. No? Okay. Listen, this is great. Put up the picture. Uh, it's an old picture. Put it up <laughs> if you can find it. There it is. All right. Carmine. I met you, officially met you, when we opened for Wishbone Ash and Cactus in Jacksonville, Florida at the, oh. Jacksonville, at the Jacksonville Baseball Park in yeah. 1971. Right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I stood backstage and talked to you for about 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> Wow, and that's you were, why that's why you look familiar in that first picture. <laughs> you, wow. you were you were so really you were so nice to me, man, and gracious. And and I was just thrilled. I was like, oh my God, here's the guy, man, that I've I've loved in Vanilla Fudge and you know <clears throat> what and it was a great man. I was like, God, I'm standing there talking to this guy. You know? Uh, it was a thrill, <laughs> man. But that's the first time. Oh we God. met was like that night right there. I thought it was Blackfoot. Because <coughs> we did do gigs with you with Blackfoot. With later on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Later on. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what I remember. Wow. That's what I remember. Yeah, man. That's wow. that's back in the day, man. That is serious. <laughs> see, you, see, you see, Vinny, I got some history, Vinny. You see? <laughs> Look at, that looks like, like a school auditorium. <laughs> that, that well, here's what, it, here's, what it was. here's what it was, man. It was really weird. It was a tractor trailer. 
Oh, no, one that, of those. That <laughs> folded down in the front uh, and on the sides, right? Right, we went, I remember them. Yeah, we went on, Wishbone Ash went on, and then the Almighty Cactus. Yeah. The Almighty Cactus. Yeah, it was man. great, man. It was great. You know, wow. So, you, you know, we talk about back in the day, and you know what? Here's a, a little fun fact. I mean, I happen to be um, – a fan uh, of Shorty Medlock. Um, and a lot of people know about Shorty, but a lot of people don't. And it's an interesting thing about your grandfather because of the, the contributions that, he's, that he, he made in blues and he made in bluegrass, that whole feel. But yeah. also the contribution that your grandpa made hey. with Blackfoot and Skinner, with like Skinner dedicated an album. Uh, the Nothing Fancy album to him, right? Yeah. Was yeah. Check was this it? out. I was just talking to this manager guy, a friend of mine that's working on trying to put this on, like, Netflix and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me that he met your grandfather. Really? I, didn't even, I never heard I never heard of yep. Shorty. That's a Shorty. big deal, really. And I, and and I, I told him about his grandfather. Whoa, I didn't know. I'm going to mention it. So, wow, that's incredible that well, you mentioned it. Well, my – here's, here's – What's really interesting is, is my grandparents, who was my mother's, uh, you know, father and mother, my grandparents adopted me when I was three months, three months old and raised me, um, you know, they were my parents. They were my mom and dad, even though they were my grandparents, they were my mom and dad, you know? Well, he was an old, like Delta Blues Mm -hmm. uh, Delta Blues country bluegrass player. And he right. he was in and out of uh, he was in and out of Nashville a lot and played with a lot of the old uh, Nashville stars back then. Mm -hmm. he, you know. And he was a road guy. And um, so when he would come home to Jacksonville he had, he had his own band and would play around Jacksonville. Plus, uh, there was a show called the Toby Dowdy Show. And it was a show that originated in Jacksonville at a TV station called WMBR, which is WJXT now. And so what happened was, at a very, very early age, when I was three years old, I would sit and plunk around on my dad's banjo. And even though my hands were small at the time, he could see uh, all indications that I, you know, had something in me that really wanted to, you know, pick up and learn, you know, music. So what he did was he bought me a miniature five-string banjo, which I still have. Wow. He showed me how to play it. We learned a couple of songs together. Now, here's a <clears throat> grand a grandfather and his grandson playing these songs together. Well, he went to the guy, Toby Dowdy, he went to him and said, look, I've taught my grandson, Ricky, to play the five-string banjo. He's got a miniature one. I would like to bring him on the show one time and play one song with him. You know, uh -huh. to see to see how people, you know, might like it or not like it, you know. Well, Toby agreed. He goes, that sounds like a good idea. So they brought me on. 
I came on that show when I was three years old and I was on it for five years. <laughs> yeah. And, and what was so oh cool, what was so really cool was is that back then he would have coming through Jacksonville and stuff. He'd have people that would special guest star, uh, like country music people that would guest star on the show. Well, my biggest thrill was I didn't really care about all these country music stars because they weren't as important to me as Roy Rogers and Trigger. Right? No. He had Roy Rogers and Trigger on the show. Wow. I got to sit on Trigger. <laughs> he, he had the original Lassie on the show. Wow. Right? Amazing. But the, but the best one of all, I was huge into the Lone Ranger. Mm -hmm. He had Clayton Moore on the show with Silver. Oh, come on. And I got, wow. to, I got to sit on Silver. And at the very end of it, man, he gave me one of his silver bullets. Nice. You still got it? It's around somewhere in all my junk. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Ricky. Hey, yeah. Hey, Ricky. Yeah. Next week, we have uh, Trigger and Lassie on the show. <laughs> You're digging them up for one more show, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> digging them up. Digging them up. Well, i tell you what, Brad, Amen, you know, amen, amen. If you guys, I mean, get a chance to, to look at it, uh, to, to Google uh, uh, Shorty. I mean, I see, I, I love all that old, like that um, uh, uh, Lester Flat Earl Scruggs kind of thing. And it's amazing because yeah. it, it sounds like, right? He's got that whole, that whole feel. But it's amazing that that type of an act, that type of influence. I mean, he wrote, did he write Train Train? Yes, he was the writer of Train Train. That's your biggest uh, hit. At least you're, you're one of your biggest hits. One of the biggest. Yeah, it was written in 1938. Wow. And uh, wow. it was it was an old Delta Blues song, and we were we were doing getting ready to do the Strikes record in '78. And uh, what happened was we were we needed one more song for the record, and our manager Al. Uh, Al Nelly and I think Carmine, you know Al because I know Al. Yeah, Al's yeah, from Al. uh, Al's from the uh, Ann Arbor. club he had, the Ann Arbor, that club yeah. he had there. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. as a matter of fact, me and Al are still partners. Oh, so, great. <laughs> How's he so, doing? He's doing he, great. Tell he's him I said hello. Great. I sure will. Yeah, I did my so, drum off. I did my drum off over there. The yeah, I know. Contest. That's we right. Sold out. Yeah, that's right, man. So. Wow. We needed one more song for the record. And I sat down with a guitar and it just came to me in my head. It said, you know, I told him, I said, my old man had a song that he wrote way back in the late thirties called train train. And I think that if we did it, if we rocked it, it would might be, you know, a song that would be a contender. So I started messing around on the guitar with it. <sighs> And uh, we came up with the, the riff and came and did the song in about 15 minutes. And we recorded it, and there it is. And, and I brought the old man in to do the harmonica on it. Oh, and nice. The beginning and all that stuff. And it, there it is today. It turned out like that, you know. It's, it's, it's one of my absolute favorite songs, Blackfoot songs. <laughs> it's just so – and I just love the – the family history of it all, man. Just oh, yeah. really, really cool. I mean, he actually played. Did he ever play on stage with you with that? Oh, I just got some pictures. If you go on Instagram, uh huh, 
Uh, if you go on Instagram, somebody just gave me seven pictures of my old man and me on uh, stage at the Fox Theater. Oh, nice. Uh, I think you guys probably know the photographer, Rick Diamond. Oh, sure. Do you know yeah. Rick Diamond? Well, Rick took these photos and has sent me quite a few photos recently, but he was looking for these and never could find them. And all of a sudden, I get on Instagram night before last, and these photos <clears throat> popped up. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been looking for these photos forever. Oh, you he's done a lot of Native American photography. And, uh, oh, yeah. And so, thank you, Natives. That's right. And uh, <laughs> so, I, I've now got photos. If you go on Instagram on the official Ricky Medlock fan page, you'll see my old man and me. Uh, you'll see us there on stage playing together. Hey, guys. We'll be right back after a few messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to our Hanging and Banging podcast. I'm Ron Onesti here with Vinny Apice and, of course, the legendary Carmine Apice. So let me ask you a question. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you're in Skinner for 71, 72. You took a hiatus. You talked about that a little bit er earlier. You got back in 1996, but you weren't uh, officially in the band, obviously, in 77. There's probably all kinds of things going on inside your head. You probably asked this question, I don't know, million, million and a half times. But, you know, obviously there's a chance you could have been with them, but you weren't. Did you know the guys? I mean, you obviously knew the guys at the time. What can, I mean, I got 50 questions about that. So what can you tell me about the whole thing, how it not affected you, because that's obvious, but where you were when you heard about it and, and, and what you know about, about the plane crash? Well, understand that Ronnie, understand that Ronnie really loved my old man and wrote Curtis Lowe uh, with my old man as, as one of the main inspirations for the song. And also, like you just said a while ago, dedicated Nothing Fancy, the record Nothing Fancy and the song Made in the Shade to my old man. Well... I happened to be, I'd already was with, still with Blackfoot and they were getting ready to go on the, uh, you know, Street Survivors tour. Uh, the Street Survivors record had just come out and uh, Ronnie was at, the, they had a studio in Jacksonville and Ronnie, I got, I called him and Ronnie said, won't you bring your old man by? I want to see your dad. And I said, okay, I will. So I put my old man in the car and we drove over to Riverside and we got out at their studio and we go inside and uh, Ronnie drove up and uh, in his little Mercedes, man, he got out and he hugged my dad and he said, shorty, God, I can't believe I'm getting to see you. It's so good to see you. You know, y'all come on inside. I want you to listen to something. Well, we go inside the studio and go in the control room and Ronnie tells Kevin Elson put up uh, put up that song that we've been listening to off the new record. I want Ricky and Shorty to hear it. Well, ironically, it was the song That Smell. Ooh. And um, we're listening to it, and I'm listening to it. And great groove. I mean, the thing sounded great. You know, Tom Dowd, man, what can you say, you know? Yeah. So, 
So I'm listening to it, and the song finishes. And I remember my old man had to, he just had that kind of the weirdest look on his face, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I remember my daddy said to, my daddy said to Ronnie, he goes, Ronnie, what are you talking about in that song? What, what, what are you, what are you really <laughs> talking about in there? You know, Ronnie said, ah, oh, shorty, it's just a song. Don't worry about it, man. You know, well, as we're leaving, Ronnie says to me, he goes, Ricky, we got our own plane now. Why don't you come out and ride with us for about a week or so and go to the gigs and hang out with us, maybe jam, maybe, or whatever, get on stage and jam with us or whatever you want to do, man. I said, well, that sounds like a good idea. So at that point, we didn't have any gigs, Blackfoot, yet. The day before, they took off to start their tour, started in Florida, then they went up to Greenville, and then you know what happened after that. So the day before, Blackfoot, two weeks worth of shows came through. And I, I couldn't go. I called Ryan. I said, I can't make it, man. Uh, two weeks worth of shows come in, and I'm going to, I got to hang. And Ronnie says, all right, man, well, look here. Take care. We'll see you again. And I went, okay, man. I hung up the phone. Well, we went on the road, Blackfoot did, and we played right down the road from them guys in Columbia, South Carolina, where the night before they had just played Greenville. They took off from Greenville. We came into Columbia, played that night. Well, I'm on stage, and some, I don't know, jerkwad come up over on the side of the stage and kept yelling to me, hey, your buddies are, you know, they've had a plane crash. They've had a plane crash. And I was like, who is this guy, man? So when the show was over, one of the crew guys said to me, he said, Ricky, it's true. Um, earlier this afternoon, late this afternoon, early evening, Skinner had a, their plane went down in Mississippi. Wow. Well, I, <clears throat> I my mom and dad, you know, they were already listening to the news in Jacksonville. Wow. And I rushed back to the, I rushed back to the hotel and I got on the phone and my, the, my parents' phone didn't even ring, not even one time, really. My old man picked it up and I said, Pop, just tell me it ain't, it ain't true. He goes, it's true. He goes, their plane fell and now they've confirmed it that Ronnie died. <sighs> and I was just, I can't even tell you the feeling that I had at that time. Wow. I mean, no, it was no. just, you know. <clears throat> Well, let's fast forward. You know, I, I had all kind of weirdness go through me at the time because I always felt maybe if I'd have been there, maybe I could have said something, uh, you know, to Ronnie and, and maybe have changed something. Maybe, you know, convinced him not to get on it or whatever. But Ronnie hmm. was his own man. When Ronnie said, I'm doing something, he did it. That was it. You got a plane. You got to be on it. We were on the same make of a plane that they went down in when I was with Rod Stewart on the American tour. Yeah. We had the same exact plane. Oh. When, it, when it went down, 
you know, we didn't take the plane that night. We said, we want you to check out every inch of this plane to make sure it's cool. Yeah. Well, because it scared the shit out of us. So, so fast, yeah. for, fast forward <clears throat> to 1996, and I'm on the bus with Gary and his wife, Dale, who's, you know, is one of our backing vocalists. Mm -hmm. I'm on the bus, and I'm sitting next to Gary, real close to him, you know, and all of a sudden he reaches over and he put his hand on my right arm, and I looked over him, I said, yeah, bro. He goes, where were you? And I went, where was I? What do you mean, where was I? He goes, you know what I'm talking about on that day. Where were you? And I went, oh, I went, Gary, I was right down the road from you guys in Columbia, South Carolina, when you took off from Greenville. That's how close fate was, mm -hmm. you know? And wow. I, said, I, said, I said to Gary at the time, I said, Gary, you know, I always felt maybe if I had been there, maybe I could have said something or uh, done something, you know, to, to maybe change the course that it went in. And he looked at me and he goes, you know what, Ricky? He goes, it wasn't meant for you to be there then. It's meant for you to be here now. What else can you say? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So 25, wow. you know, 25 years ago, man. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You're with the band 25 years already, huh? Yeah, that's and, right. And what is it? Gary's the only guy? Well, it's Art, Gary. Art well, Artie's not, Artie's not with us. Um, Gary is the last, is the last remaining uh, original. Ori original founder of the band, see? Yeah. And here's the funny thing. The funny thing is, is <clears throat> so many people when the band got inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <clears throat> Artemis even said that Ricky deserved to go in with the band with the rest of us because I was there, you know, in the <laughs> very beginning. And, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame deemed it that I wasn't, even though I'd been there for three years, and then back with the band for, you know, since 96 or, uh, that I didn't deserve to go in, <laughs> you know, so well, they, don't know. Know. they, 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 they don't, don't know what they're doing. That's they, that is, hey, middle finger in the air, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's right, bro. Fuck those hey, guys. I'm still waiting for Vanilla Fudge to get in the fucking Yes, place, right? yes. You know? There you go. How does that not happen? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Because they're a know. bunch of assholes. <laughs> Sorry. Hey. No. Here's, here. Now we'll never get in any of us. I know. Forget it now. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You were that close, baby. I don't care. You were that close. I don't care. I know. I know. I don't care. Hey, you know hey, what? You got the song, you know, we talk anthems all the time. And actually, I want to talk to Carmine Vinny about this as well. But, you know, there's anthems and then there's anthems, uh, you know, yeah. the word anthem. But, you know, I mean, I, you, you see your, your, your solo, it's just astounding. And to know about your, your health situation, even now, I don't care how many years you've been doing it. I mean, I, how many guitars can actually do what you do on stage? And I've witnessed it. So so many other people, of course. But I've witnessed it from a backstage standpoint and the physicality with this song. But my question is, do you remember, you know, that song affects so many people. I mean, as soon as you start it, you know, as soon as the piano 
Uh, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff happens. Right. Then the emotion. Do you remember a moment, your favorite response to that song? Was it in a room of a thousand or some, you know, some small you private event? No, you know, Ron, you can't, in opposition, you can't really answer that because there's probably so many times oh. the response has been yeah. amazing. Well, of course. You can't, pin, of course. you can't pin it down to once. This is like you go into Baskin Robbins and you go, what's your absolute one favorite flavor? And I can sit there and name fudge. off. I, yeah, vanilla fudge. <laughs> but I, I can I can name off three or four or five, six different flavors, you know? That was Wait a cool. second. Stop everything. Because of 37 weeks, I got to say, that was the best one, Vinny. <laughs> that was the best one. That was a good one. <laughs> but I lied. It's not my favorite. Oh, like stop chocolate. right there. Save no, that no, no. Well, uh, you know what? I will I will tell you this. I think my I think the one thing that sticks out in my mind as far as like playing Freebird, I, I think that the right when I got back with the band in '96, the very first night that we played together, mm -hmm. uh, which was in West Palm Beach at Coral Sky Amphitheater. I remember right before we went on, I was like, man, I can't believe I am back with the band and getting ready to walk out for my very first gig. Oh, and that's I something different, yeah. And I remember right now, man, going into Freebird, <laughs> going into Freebird, and I said, Oh God, Alan Collins, if you're if you're there, please be with me during this, man. <laughs> you know? And uh you know what? I, I every night, uh, trust me, every night that I play it, uh, I, I think about Alan every night. I mean, I think about yeah, yeah. You know that I that I was able. I, I tell you something, guys. I very feel I feel very very blessed and fortunate that I have been able to stand next to uh, whether being in the band with them or not, stand next to some of the most incredible musicians in my life mm -hmm. and, and be friends like right now yeah. I'm with two iconic drummers, uh, in the world <laughs> and we're kind of, and, and we're friends and we, we know each other, what each other's gone through pretty well much in achieving what we've done. And yeah. I, I really feel blessed and fortunate that I've been able to, know these people and stand on stage and play with some of the world's finest musicians. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, amen. And, and I get asked about, you know, I get asked about Ronnie and Alan and those guys all the time. Sure. And, uh, you know what, man, I got those memories in my database, in my head. And, uh, I love thinking about it every once in a while and, uh, reliving certain things, you know, but, I really feel that way. You know what I mean? I really do. Yeah, I, I know what you feel. Uh, what you feel like? I mean, I just lost Tim Bogart. You know, I Tim know, Bogart, man. Tim Bogart was I, like my brother. You know. I was going to say something to you about yeah, that, man. Yeah. And I was very sorry to hear that. Yeah, okay. Hey, do you know. guys know that Chick Corea just passed away? Yeah. I heard no. that. Too. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. He sure no did. Kidding. Recent, yep. right? Oh man, Today. I used to know him too. He was what a nice guy. 
And Mary yeah. Wilson is Supreme. Mary, Mary Wilson. Mary yeah, Wilson. Mary Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. It's tough, man. That's why you know um, we just got you know we got to appreciate what we got, appreciate every day. And when I tell you what, when these doors open again, I it's just all gonna be about just the classic heroes of rock and roll. Yeah, man. Yeah, we just we got to. Sure, uh, you don't want to get some of these new uh, Hall of Famers in there, do you? You know, it's you guys are officially. Here's, here's the thing: you guys are officially. I am starting it today. The Arcata Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you hey. three, three inductees. There you go. A lot better. This hey, is. Hey, I got. I got to. Uh, since since we should, should do a Hall of Fame. I'm gonna. You know what? You should do. Okay. You should do. You should what, do. Get, getting, off, getting off the uh, the you know the. The, caught it down a cup part of it, which is very sympathetic and, and good. When yeah. you're talking about Freebird, I had my experiences with Freebird also. Really? My experiences were, yeah, when you go into the strip bar, you know, and you get a, <laughs> and you get a table dance, and they go, what song you want? I go, I want Freebird. <laughs> well, because, it's, because it's Call 27 mine. minutes long, that's why. Carmine. Yes, I know what your deal is. I know yeah, what man. your deal Wait a minute, Carmine. I know what your deal is. You want Freebird for the table dance, the slow part. That's right. But, then, but wait a minute. You get the biggest kick out of trying to watch her dance to the fast part. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see his eyeballs move that quick. Oh, man, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Hey, tell me about, um, you know, again, we're, 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 we're festering in the history of it all, which is just so freaking cool for me and for our fans, everybody out there. Um, yeah. Didn't you? I, I I thought I heard this, and I could be wrong. Didn't you do a song like like or, or uh, something like "One More Street Survivor" or "The Last Street Survivors" or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Gary, Johnny, and I formed a uh, we formed a little production team production team called Three Southern Gents, and <laughs> um, and we produced a song that we had written a long time. You know quite a few years ago called last of the street survivors. Well, you know, we put together this tour that we were on until it got cut, you know, by the virus, we were on the tour last of the street survivors tour. And we put the song on the, uh, as an introduction type thing on the live DVD that we did in Jacksonville. We did a live uh, show in Jacksonville at Jaguar Stadium, um, we had 55,000 people in our hometown. Wow. And um, you know what, man? I enjoyed doing that with Gary and Johnny. I've been into producing uh, for a little while now. I love doing it. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a creativeness, you know. So mm -hmm. we're all, we, all of us love to create, so why not, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, we did a song called Last of the Street Survivors. And uh, it came out really good, man. I was really happy with it. Mm -hmm. What uh, What do you recall about the whole Muscle Shoals thing? I mean, that's like, talk about, like, unsung heroes, right? Swampers oh, and all that stuff. Oh, man, listen. You, you got to realize that we were so green uh, at recording when we went there. I mean, and we're going into a place where, the Rolling Stones had been there and cut brown sugar and Bob Seger had been there and, you know, Rod Stewart was coming there to do Atlantic Crossing and uh, all these just 
you know, Aretha Franklin and uh, just all these incredible, incredible artists was coming there. And we were just floored that we were going to be able to go there and cut a record. I, this is, this is so cool, man. Um, I was witness, and this is kind of a two-part story here, but, and I'm going to try to segue it right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Almost 13 years ago, uh, I met, and my, my most better half uh, is one of the backing vocalists for Kid Rock. How cool is and, that? And I we, love Kid Rock. And we met when Kid Rock and Leonard Skinner did uh, two back-to-back -to -back tours for two summers in 08 and 09. Well, I met my, better, my way better half, and Carmine, you've met her before. And you met her back when you came into the joint with Waddy Wattel's place in L.A. You went down to the joint a couple of times. Oh, I remember that place. And you yeah. got up and you jammed. She was the gal playing the guitar up there with Waddy. Oh, my God. That's that's wow. St that's Stacy, Stacy Michelle. Where is well, she now? She and I have been together for 13 years. And where is she right now? Well, I'm at our home down here, but she's at our lake house oh. up up in right below Memphis because she's okay. from Memphis and she's up there taking care of her parents right now. Oh, but, oh. but this is I, I gotta tell you, it, it's kind of a it, it's kind of a weird deal, but <laughs> I floored her because I got to telling about muscle shoals. And she <clears throat> told me. That uh -oh. one of her that one of her favorite groups, singing groups, okay, and I went, you got to be kidding me, really? And uh, she goes, yeah, the Staple Singers, right? Come on, yeah, yeah. I was sitting in the control room the day the Staple Singers cut. I'll take you there. Come on, oh, baby. And when David Hood came up with that thing. That famous bass part at the very end, uh, there's a run in there. Uh, yes, right. Well, and that was a BBA Beck Bogan to Peace major song. Oh, really? To, oh, really? Yeah. Did Pop Staples ever see you guys perform it? <laughs> here's the here's the cool part. So we we did, we did, we did, we did one called missing uh, uh, spell the missing word the Staples singers. We did that with BBA live. It's coming yep. out on a live album. Wow. Didn't didn't you do a gig with the Staples Singers uh, with the Fudge or Cactus a long time ago? I think we did it with the Fudge. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. So there you go. I, I related the story to her about seeing the Staples Singers do I'll Take You There, and it was on. There wow. you go. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, you, you, you the history of those, uh, and this has got to be a great show for us two guys to do because – You've got uh, the Wrecking Crew, the Funk Brothers, the yeah, Swampers. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got these legendary. You know, I mean, it's it's great when all these bands they've got ten hits, twelve hits, twenty hits. These guys mm -hmm. stay on two hundred, two hundreds of hits, and it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, one of you know when I did, the, I, I've only done two Skinner shows, and uh, but again, you know, just emotional. 
um, when when uh, when Ronnie's hat goes on the microphone stand, and you guys is that his it. hat? Is that his real hat? Yeah. And they they wow. bring it up, and it goes in the in the well, audience. Wow, let man. let hold hold that thought for fifteen seconds. I want to show you something. Okay. I have to do my hat like this. I know. <laughs> Let's start out the show with. Our... Uh, no, it's, it's we'll do Ron's you hat. Got that from, you got that from Ronnie? Did you get that from Ronnie? Yeah. Well, I'm the Ronnie. No, no. But where did you get the hat? Okay, you ready? I wore this at the at my uh, at my uh, uh, Little Skinner show. Oh, my you Renner, did. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Are you are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. ready. Come on. Uh... Come on, really? What's the story? He gave it to me. Wow. He gave it to me uh, probably, let's see, it would have been December. It would have been around December of 1976. Wow. wow. It's got his name right here in it. Just a few months before, man. Oh, yeah. There it wow. is. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah, man. Rock history. It really <laughs> is, man. Yeah, man. Uh, but you can't get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> nah. Only all you have is the hat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, and your, you your drummer, your drummer is a good friend of mine, Michael. Michael Cardalone. Yeah. I know him for a long, long time. Long, long time. Yeah, man. He's a good boy. What do you think it's gonna be? Uh, what do you think it's gonna be like, Ricky, when we come back? You, you, uh, well, first of all, real quick here. Now there was announcements. I mean, Skinner coming back, retiring. What's what's the plan? No, we're coming back. We still look. It cut us. Uh, this whole thing cut us in half. We still sure. had, we still had about two more years of of dates to go. And um, <laughs> we we we. We owe, I mean, the shows were selling out. Oh, yeah. And and we still we still got to go. We still got a lot of serious making up. But I heard uh, it's rumored, it's rumored uh, that we're going to start back somewhere in June. Slowly, yeah. slowly doing, uh, slowly doing dates. That's what the I outdoor hear. Stuff. Doing the outdoor stuff. Yeah, and you know what, guys? I I think that honestly, um, you know, I think we're going to be hopefully. I mean, I got to have faith because I have a lot of faith and a, and a lot of spiritualness in me that I have to believe. As big as the music industry is, that contributes to the world's economy. Mm -hmm. It's gonna. We're gonna. Ha it's gonna have to be back. It's got to come about. You can't take. You can't take two hundred eighty-eight billion dollars of the world's economy and flush it down the damn toilet. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Well, it's tried. You know, it's been tried. But yep. let me tell you, <clears throat> my my grandfather used to tell me in the worst of times, in the absolute worst of times. He made more money when when the country was in the in the tubes, and he goes, you know, that's when we really flourished as as a band or a musician. I believe honestly, 
the three of us and the four and the four yeah, of us. Man. I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna be okay, man. I mean, I I really do. It's gonna take a while, but I think we'll be okay. We're gonna come back. It'll be all right. Well, the good yeah. thing it's done some good for us. Number one, we have this show going, which we never yep. would have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I moved to Florida. Vinny helped me set up the studio that I have here. Yeah, I've been working in here steadily, doing all kinds of stuff that I never would have done. You know, because I wouldn't have been here. I would have been out on the road. And, there you uh, go. Yeah, so it, it, it did change a lot of things for us, but but not for a lot of us, it didn't change a lot of things for bad, you know? Right, right. For some of us, it was bad, you know, guys that depended on playing that, that had the royalties and all that stuff. But well, for I, I, a bunch I, I, of us, you know, it, it's, it's opened up a lot of other doors. I got to, yeah. you know what, man? I, I really feel also now given this i've been at my house right by myself uh because she's up there yeah taking care of her parents and i had to stay here because of the pre-existing conditions and i couldn't be around anybody you know yeah yeah and uh you know i tell you right now man when you're in your home by yourself month after month after month it really gives you an appreciation uh, for exactly what we had. You yeah. know, the, the things that we had that maybe we took for granted, you yeah. know. Uh, and and it, really, it really brought me, uh, you know, I've always tried to be a humble guy and, and humble myself to people and all that stuff, man. But it really even humbled me even further you know, to think about where we were at right then. And I'm, and I, my, my gal will tell you, she'll tell you, I've, I've gone through all these different changes and emotional stuff. You know, I've gotten, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten so angry at times. And then, you know, it's, it's so weird, but I got to tell you, man, I was so happy that I had my boat and was able to go out and go fishing, you know, any day yeah. I wanted to go. And uh, that brought me back to reality real well. And she, Stacy, brought me back to reality. That's I'm, great. You know, talk. Hey, thank God for FaceTime. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know what I mean. And uh, I kind of also got an appreciation for, probably not exact, but a little bit of what our American soldiers, our guys and gals, go through when they're stationed wherever around the world. Yeah, away but, from you know, away from their families for a year, year and a half at a time. You oh know? yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know what I want to do? I want to do. I just want to do a little toast. I want to toast to Billy Powell. I want to toast to Ronnie Van Zant, Stephen Cassie Gaines. Um, here, here. Shorty Medlock is yeah. part of the toast, and to you, Ricky. God bless you. Thank God you, man. Yeah. You, Skinner, yeah, man. But thank you yeah. for joining us tonight, man. It was a you real. Bet. Special night for us. Hey, and you know, you know, you know, the other good thing for me in the show is besides I get to see my brother every week. Oh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't been to LA in a year. You know, yeah. I haven't seen my kids. I haven't seen anybody in LA in a year except for this kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm getting yeah. to connect with my old friends like you and everybody we're having on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm connecting with all my old friends. It's amazing. You know. Well, guys, you know what? Let's don't be. Uh... Let's don't be strangers, man. 
Yeah, dude. I'm gonna get your number from Rick. Uh, from Ricky. yeah, please do. You and Vin, you <laughs> and Ronnie. Vinny. Yeah. You and you and Vinny, grab my number, man. And you know yeah, what? Dude. Call me anytime. I I love. Yeah, man. I love hearing from my friends and stuff. You know. I want to. I want to ask you one cool. last thing. Where is your accent from? Is that from Jacksonville? Is that Damn. from Jacksonville? Well, you know what? I know I got a strange one. You know, uh, it's probably part <laughs> Jacksonville, probably part Midwestern, and probably part Native American. Let's put it that wow. way. Okay. Hey. Yeah, because I, I remember that when when you were out now in Blackfoot, you were guys out of Detroit area, if I, if I remember right. Oh yeah. You know what, dude? I, you know what, I, um, <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of living in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I don't blame uh, you. I, I, it, it was too cold. Too oh, damn, it was too damn, Amen. too damn cold, too much damn snow, too much damn ice and gray, gloomy bullshit. <laughs> How's that? Good. Well, as, I sit here in, as I sit here in Chicago, I live in me. Florida now, right? <laughs> and and, I, I, and listen, being, being an old Florida boy, I want to come home. Yeah, I live you know, in Florida now. I do radio calls every Thursday. I call this a, a bunch of radios. I talk to my, my buddy in Minneapolis. Yeah. He said, dude, we, we have right now it's 27 below zero without <laughs> a wind chill. Tomorrow it's 26 below zero without yeah. a wind chill. And all week, it's like 28, 29. And, and then I said, you know, I call this guy in Alaska. It's warmer in Alaska than there. Yeah, so I call the guy in Alaska. I say, what's the temperature? There? He goes, it's five degrees. I said, oh, my God, it's so much colder, like by 30 degrees in Minneapolis area. That's, that's brutal. Oh, that, man. That's freaking yeah. brutal. And, and he said to me, what's the temperature there in Florida? I, go, I think it's 83 here today. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> We walk out of the house, it's like getting slapped in the face. Woo! Like that. It's terrible. Yeah. 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 Listen, we want everybody Ooh. out there to make sure you like us, share us, check us out every Thursday night. Artists on lockdown, hanging and banging. Want to thank Next Steve week. Love, our producer, our, 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 the guy who put this together, obviously Benjamin Wheeler. Yeah. Um, and I want to thank my good friend Mark Hyman for making this happen too. Our, a, a good buddy of all hey, of us. Hey Mark, hey dude, yeah, he's our he's our agent there. Yeah, no, he's man. Great, and uh, also guy. next next week we got Derek St. Holmes. You know Derek, right? Yeah, man. And we, and we got Jeff Jeff Tate next week, and uh, oh, another, right. maybe another surprise. And by the way, Carmine. Yeah. I saw Beck Boger and Appice in Greensboro, North Carolina. Ah, was that the and one? He probably with, sat wait in a the minute. and didn't tell anybody. Was that the no. one with uh, with the the James Gang? It sure was. And then everybody wow. walked out with the yeah. James Gang because they wanted to close the show. And we said, you know, we're supposed to headline. Okay, we'll go on first. So we went on first. Boy, you After guys. We went off. They all left. Oh, you guys killed it, man! Killed yeah, it. Yeah, but you yeah. saw you saw Beck Bogart and a piece. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know I, I told the story before when I was with Rod Stewart. He said, how do you say your name? Everybody says it different. I'm going to gonna play in front of 20,000 people a night, your drum solo. I want to get the right name. So I said, well, most people call me a piece. Everybody, I say, they go a piece. I know it's yeah. apathy. I correct them. So I got tired of it. So from then on, I changed to a piece. 
And every night in front of 20,000 people, come on, the beats on drums. It was great. Ludwig did a nice ad. And then Vinny comes out with Sabbath and screws it all up. Vinny Appleton. <laughs> yep. Then I, cool. played, then I played with Ozzy after he did. And Ozzy introduced <laughs> me as Vinny apiece. And I had to tell Ozzy the next day, Carmine's a piece, I'm apathy. So he was all nervous that I introduced me. And he got it. He said, Vinny Apathy on the ground. I deal with this, you know, Ricky, I deal with this every week. It's so difficult. And I I wish I could just, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you love it. You know you yeah. do. I, do. I love it. I really, I'm a, I say it all the time. It's my honor to be amongst these legends and icons. And thank you so much for joining us tonight, you Ricky. Bet. Hey, uh, honey, happy Valentine's Day, Ron. Yeah, happy well, Valentine's Day. Leslie. Happy Valentine's Day. But wait a second. Real quick, before we go, happy birthday, Ricky Medlock, February 17th. Thank you. Thank hey, you. happy birthday, yeah, happy brother. birthday. Yeah, man. 21 Hi, brother. Yet? Are you 21 yet? 29. Hey, all right. Make me. Celsius. Hey, bro. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.